0: You never know if a relationship is going to work off right off the bat. There's a whole lot of skin in the game. There's a whole lot of risk. There's more risk in covenant relationships.
1: flipping projects possible all across the country if you don't know about patch of land then they are the number one company to go to for uh, projects that you're flipping uh, because they have all the money available right now um, once you get approved for your your deal and yourself as a sponsor or a borrower. Um, You're going to be funded by them. And then they go raise the money through their crowdfunding platform. So you don't have to worry about all that. They'll take care of the the money and the funding for you. You just have to worry about making sure your project's projects a success. Uh, They've got something really cool for you so um, if you are just learning about crowdfunding uh, they've come up with a guide it's called the top 10 crowdfunding questions guide and they're all the, the questions that you might be asking yourself. And they're all the answers. They don't leave you hanging. They got answers too. All the answers to those, those 10 crowdfunding questions. So you can go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Uh, and if you think you know everything about crowdfunding, i check this guide out just in case because there are some interesting aspects that you'll learn. So go to patchofland.com forward Forward slash best ever and get that guide. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show and welcome to Skillset Sunday, where you're going to come away with an applicable skill that you can put to work towards your real estate investing business and it'll help you move your business forward. It will help you, in this case, it's going to help you establish more sound contracts and relationships with the people that you work with and really work to um, kind of establish yourself as someone who people want to do business with which I think ultimately is shoot it might be the mo- one of the most valuable thing well it is one of the most might be the most valuable thing to be known for someone who people want to do business with and with us on today's episode of skill set Sunday we have my friend, Toby Lyles. How you doing, Toby? I'm doing good. Thank you so much, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Nice to have you on the show. And Toby is intimately familiar with this show. He and his team actually do the audio and sound engineering for the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. And uh, I've been working with him and his team, oh, uh, how long? How, how long have we been working together?
0: I was <laughs> I was thinking of that the other day. It's got to be at least a year, maybe a year and a half.
1: Yeah, yeah. For the best ever listeners, basically whenever the episode started sounding good, that's when <laughs> that's when we started working together and and I wasn't recording them I'm like the first 15 or 20 or 30 however many episodes on my iPhone with headphones and just talking into a recorder and then just editing it myself. That was kind of a a different process on a different day. And now, fortunately, I've got Toby and his team. And Toby and his team actually, and his company is called 24 Sound. He's the founder of 24 Sound. They're based in Denver, Colorado. His team has millions of people listening to their work right now. He does work for Pat Flynn. I'm sure uh, some of you all know who pat flynn is within the podcast world and interesting about him but this is also related to his expertise but i thought it would be funny he knows what an audio bit rate is and he he knows how to use it he was telling me about a conference he was just at podcast movement in dallas fort worth and he did a presentation on audio bit rates and how to get sound to sound good and what's important and I was like, nerd alert, <laughs> but at the same time, I know how important it is because it's all about sound, my friends. And today what we're going to talk about, he's grown his business you know, tremendously from zero to millions of people listening to his work right now, literally millions. And what we're going to talk about today is covenants versus a contract relationship and how in real estate we need to focus more on the relationship part uh, versus just what's written, because you will never be able to cover what's written. So with that being said, Toby, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more background on what you're up to and what you're focused on?
0: Yeah, well, I was just hoping we were going to talk about bit rates today. (laughs) I know everybody wants to talk about that.
1: When you do the audio on this episode, can you do like some like someone snoring? Whenever you said that,
0: (laughs) (laughs) we'll go back and we'll find some lullaby music for that. Yeah, (laughs) that's good. So a little bit on who I am. I'm a who am I? I'm an I'm an entrepreneur. We've been working self employed in the uh, in the audio business primarily. For about 10 years, I think you said, and uh, have a really good time doing that. I really care about getting people's messages out. And because (laughs) I guess the nerd alert there, you know, I really enjoy working on the sound side of things. And so I've been involved in that for, you know, for quite a while doing either live sound things with with big rock and roll shows or, or installing sound systems. And now we're doing podcasts, which may be the funnest of all of them.
1: And you started your company with just you, right? That's correct. Yep. Okay. So it's just you and now you've got a team and you started with
0: what? No clients? Yeah. We, well, you know, actually we started, <laughs> we started because I didn't even think this was a, I mean, who does podcast editing as a business? I, I just didn't think that was possible. And uh, we had a, I had a good a friend that I had talked with a little bit and, and he ended up needing some. A little bit of help with his podcast thing he was doing. And he gave me some referrals and it just moved on. And all of a sudden we had an audio business. So this one wasn't intentional. I didn't plan anything. It just fell into our lap and we've been running ever since.
1: And you've grown your business from that one friend referral to, you know, being heard by millions of people because you have multiple clients, multiple, multiple clients. So what do we want to talk about today? Can you kind of summarize what
0: I kind of teased at the beginning? Yeah, so contract versus covenant, and hopefully that's a good name for it. But we're talking about the difference between, between doing business on a contract-only relationship where you obviously you set up a relationship with someone, you find someone, and you're going to work with them as a partner, as an employee, as a something or other. You're going to do business with them in some regard. And, and so, you know, you exchange some papers, you say, you're going to do this and I'm going to do that. And we're going to create this thing together or whatever, whatever the venture is. And moving from that, which is, which is a, the foundation of, of where you start in business, you need those contracts in place. But then the next level past that and, and a much higher level is how to do business in a, in a covenant relationship where, yeah, you have your paperwork in place, but you also have a relationship in place. This goes much deeper and it's a relationship where we will do anything for each other. And so if things don't go well, or if the terms of the contract haven't have been messed up a little bit or, or whatever happens, if something happens, if something unforeseen happens, because we can't foresee everything, even if you know, even with the greatest lawyers, it's still hard to manage life in general. And and so having those people that are on your side, that are swinging for you, that are batting for you and are with you the whole way so that if something comes up and, and when they do, because it, it will come up, you have somebody on your side who's just going to work with you and who will who will make it happen. And you guys will get through to the end. And whether or not the venture makes it, the relationship will be there for the next time.
1: Yeah, and I know through you know my life experiences that the true test to a relationship happens whenever adversity hits and there's one of two ways the relationship can go and it's based on how you act within that adverse moment or time period and you know if you are a good person to be around and with a strong character then you're going to build on the relationship and oh my gosh will the relationship be that much stronger and then it, it will be taken to another level. Whereas if you do the opposite and kind of are a negative person or not even negative, but just tough to be around, point fingers, don't take responsibility, then you know it's, it's the opposite and, and people are going to see that and, and you'll continue to lose out on friends and business partners. So let's talk specifics on this. I think any best ever listener would agree, yep, well, I want the covenant relationship. I don't want just a contract relationship. I think every best ever listener would also say, I definitely do want the contract in place, as you said, Toby. But then we want something deeper so that when something does happen that's unforeseen, how do we make
0: sure that we have that covenant relationship in place? How do you make sure you have that covenant relationship in place? That's somewhat complicated and simple. I mean, it kind of goes back to elementary school and playing on the playground and just who, who do you like to be with? Who are your friends? Who do you want to work with? Who do you get along with? Well, you can also look at it by, I often will look at it as who is working on my behalf. If I call someone up and say, Hey, let's have dinner. Do I have to continually bug them or are they getting me back and say, let's have dinner. So on like a really basic level, you can just tell if somebody likes you and if they like you then that's probably someone to consider. That may be a a really simple place to start. But I also think that we dismiss that a whole lot of times in business because it's business and you've got, you know, a hundred grand on the line or whatever, you know, 200 bucks on the line, whatever it is. And you're thinking, well, I'd be nice to make this money right now. Maybe I can deal with this person. Maybe I can, you know, (laughs) maybe I can make it work. And I think that's what we're addressing.
1: Yeah. And I think there's, You know, I'm trying to think, you know, the different ways, all the different ways we can apply this real estate. And first is one way that I think is challenging to apply it. And that is with a buying and selling relationship where if I'm buying a property from somebody, then we clearly need to have a contract, but we can't control who we're buying it from because they own it. We don't, and we can't control who owns it. But there are ways, and we've talked about on previous Skillshare Sunday episodes, how to build rapport with others by listening to them, hearing their needs, and um, we've talked about that. But I think this is really applicable with team members and people who we choose to hire and bring on board and scale our business and ultimately start working on our business, not in our business, because they're the ones who are going to be responsible for Working with us and helping us systematize it so that we're able to do other things or at least pursue areas that we want to pursue more so than working in the business. So how have you seen this play out in your business that could be applied towards investors?
0: Yeah, you know, I just want to go right before that. I want to go back to your mention about how to purchase in real estate. And obviously, I'm I'm not the real just disclaimer here, not a real estate guy, but I will say that yeah, you're right. You don't have a lot of control, and yes, it's, it's even more important with team members. But I'll also say there have been I can probably count on at least two hands the amount of times I did not purchase something that I wanted to purchase that was a great deal that appeared to be a good thing like you know a car from a private member or something like that where you have the opportunity to purchase somebody, but there will be a a slight character issue that I'll see in them. I won't like the way they treat their wife. Uh, (laughs) I've made it a rule if anybody – and these are are fairly deep character issues, but I just don't buy anything. If you mention that you're going to scam the government in some way or lie or cheat or if that is ever brought up, which is brought up more often than one might imagine – I just don't do business with you. I say thanks, appreciate you taking the time, and we move on. And so I think there's some basic things that may or may not come up in, in the real estate world, but I think there's some basics that you can look for even when you're purchasing things and, and are a little bit out of control.
1: Yeah, I think we can all remember a time where we met someone who wasn't congruent with who we feel like we are and who the people we know, like, and trust are as well and move in a different direction based on that. And I think certainly that's something to keep in mind whenever we're selling a property or, shoot, in life, obviously, <laughs> it doesn't matter what we're doing, I guess. Selling, buying, just saying hi to someone. And that goes back to a whole lot of other things. With the covenant now, covenant relationship, what are some practical ways that the best ever listeners can apply this advice? You mentioned thinking about who do you want to play with and work with? Who do you get along with very well? So it's more about... Hanging out and thinking, or at least thinking about hanging out, and would you like to have a beer with this person? Because I think we've heard that before. Where do business with people who you wouldn't mind having a beer with, or a cup of tea with, or coffee, whatever. In my case, it's a green drink. But what else would you say for that? The best ever listeners can do to apply this so that at the end of Or at least at the beginning of the relationship, whenever they're signing this contract, they can also start applying this covenant relationship approach.
0: Yeah. So the first thing that I always look for is I'll put out fillers. So if I'm going to have a covenant relationship with a person, I will begin to be that person first. So if I'm going to be friends with you, I'm not going to come at you with a defensive nature. I'm going to come at you with a warm you know, let's do life together, kind of a nature. And as you do that, then you get to see whether or not that's reciprocated back. And again, it's very simple, but I forget it all the time in business. So the first step is just starting with being warm towards people and then watching to see what their reactions are and whether or not they're warm back. Obviously, as we said, you need to like them. And so if you like them, then that's, you know, if you want to go hang out, that's that's a good critical thing. Another way as you go further, and it's not, I wouldn't say, the difficult thing is you can't say, you're just going to know this right off the bat. You never know if a relationship is going to work off right off the bat. There's a whole lot of skin in the game. There's a whole lot of risk. There's more risk in covenant relationships than in contract relationships. There's a whole lot more risk there. But the reward is much greater. Why is there more risk there? I think there's a bunch of risk because you're putting yourself out there and you're saying, hey, I'm going to do this for you and I'm going to take risks for you. One great example of someone who did this for me was a Jewish high school teacher that I worked with. She was a drama teacher and one of the uh, most amazing people I know. We were in a contract relationship. I was working in live sound at a theater and she would bring in this huge pile of microphones. And it's just like amazing, amazing amount of gear and, and money involved in this thing. And it was my job to put this stuff together. So as we started the relationship, I would say things often like this gear is not appropriate for what we're trying to do. We need to change things around. And she was flexible with that. But my attitude was I will do my job and you which would be her in this situation. She, she needs to do her job. She needs to bring, if she wants, you know, a show that works well, she needs to bring the right equipment for that show. So I was a little bit defensive towards her. As we went on, we began to work together more because she reached out to me. She said, Hey, would you like to help me out in some other areas? And so, so we began working together more and I found out that she would, I mean, she would take risks. She would recommend me to friends and colleagues and she was very well connected in the entertainment industry and she had some just extremely high level household names, movie stars that come out of her program. And she would still connect me with some of her colleagues and you know really cared about us and our family and would take big risks on paying just to make sure that we got paid. And she would find creative ways to hire me to be involved in her programs. So she took this big risk on me where I could have said, Thank you for all of this that you've given me. I'm not going to give anything back. But of course, what that did for me was I began to see, oh, I'm not in a business relationship, which was my mindset at the time with her. I'm not on this contract relationship with her. I am in a just a relationship. And so I began just working for her like crazy. And I started doing stuff outside of the normal parameters to make sure that her stuff sounded good and worked well. And I, you know, I'd called all around the country and manufacturers to see how we could make stuff work together and successful. I'd take her call at eleven o'clock at night and go out and, and double check something on one of her shows at no charge because she was she reached out so far into my world and she took such a risk that I began to do things that were risky on my part, but I felt safe in that way because you know, we already had this relationship.
1: Wow. That is also a case study that should be in the book Go-Giver by Bob Berg. Have you read that one?
0: That is a great book. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and as you know, Bob's been a guest on this show too. And it's truly the right approach. And I, I love that you gave that example to kind of close this out and talk about how you've approached the covenant relationship Compared to the contract, or initially it was a contract, but then it, it evolved in the covenant through her doing. But I know firsthand by working with you, now you're more proactive with the covenant relationship versus the contract whenever you work with your business partners.
0: Well, I would say the same. And obviously, uh, the listeners know that you and I work together, and it is, I've been more than surprised at the lengths that you have gone to in our relationship to make sure that. Make sure that stuff works right. And I know that you've gone over and above and you don't even say anything about it, but you've spent lots of money and you have, I'm fairly certain you've recorded in crazy, awkward ways because I say, no, you got to have this microphone. It's got to be like that. And so you've got wires probably everywhere, but you're going to do it right. And as well, you've even risked personal relationships. And so I feel like that's, I feel like this is a great example of how you develop covenant relationships where you know, every once in a while, something goes wrong with these podcasts. You know, they, they get up every day, but every once in a while, it, it does not work out. And so there's some last minute stuff and there's some, um, oh, man, you should have gotten that in on time and we should have done something and we'll make a mistake. Uh, you, of course, never make mistakes, but I do. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when it happens, nobody's saying, oh, well, the contract says you need to have this five days in advance and you need to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, you need to make sure that those are in place, but if something goes wrong, if there's a family problem, if something happens, you know, we're just going to take care of you and and we know the same from you to us.
1: Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. And that's the only way to do business that I, that's the only way I really enjoy doing business reality of the situation and of life and of business is you're sure as hell not going to have covenant relationships with every contract that's in place. You're just not congruent with everybody out there. You're not aligned on the same level with everybody out there. That's just not how things work. But the best relationships, I agree, and the ones I seek out with any contract initially is the covenant. So thank you so much for making the distinction, talking through this, talking about how to approach it, and then giving that example at the end appreciate it so thanks so much for being on the show toby and keep on rocking and rolling with the audio and sound engineering with the best ever show and if anybody wants to talk to toby and his team you can go to 24sound.com that's all spelled out t-w-e-n-t-y-f-o-u-r-s-o-u-n-d.com 24sound.com and say hi to toby And talk to them a little bit about bit rates. I know you've been dying to talk about bit rates, Toby. So maybe someone will talk to you about some bit rates.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) All right. Talk to you later. Yep. Thanks a bunch.
1: Crowdfunding. You've heard about it. Now it's time for you to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor today, Patch of Land, they're the leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to all of your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D.com forward slash best ever.